Eleven O'Clock Comics, episode one hundred and ninety-seven. <laughs> To the same old, same old. I can't wait. 200 is, is on its way. Yeah. Those, uh, Jason, I love you to death, my brother, but those mm-hmm. two 11 o'clockers episodes took a lot out of me. Oh, I know. It's true. <laughs> and they probably took yeah. a lot more out of you, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's fun. But thank God it only comes around once a year. I'm, I'm glad that we're on the, the regular schedule again. Me too. Me too. David, too, because I can read his mind. Mm-hmm. Just Why like not? my behind. <laughs> Woo! It's less hairy, though. Yeah, yeah. My head, not your, not your behind. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Looks like Bert back there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at this. 197, so that would make episode 200 in three weeks, which is what? The second week of February? Is that. Is that, that right? day, like, sort of. Close. Yeah, uh, close. I expect candy for you. I got a curly thing. <laughs> <laughs> I expect candy in little heart-shaped boxes. The Iggy Pop song? It's sad because it's true. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen to David the Iggy Pop song. Hey, Dude, I got a full, I got a full breakdown on the world of curling. Really? With no, with no, 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 with no irony either. Uh, when uh, Chris and Marta joined me for, uh, for uh, lunch. I'm sorry. No, it was fun. And, and I'll tell you for. Uh, for a lunch, maybe one of the best meals I've had. Oh yeah! Oh, you had pizza? Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> it was not good pizza. stuff. Yeah, it was. It was, dude. It was. Uh, uh, hats off. I had not been blown away by uh, any of my meals in New York to that point, and uh, and I was. Uh, I was. I had a very good uh, Friday. In, nice. in New York. We had uh I went to a nice French bistro that night. I'll have to send you the info on. If you're if you're looking for like straight up like just straight up Italian or not straight up French bistro, mm-hmm. it was it was outstanding. Uh, awesome. I had uh, the Cocovan and it was it was fantastic. It, it, you know, traditional, just wonderful French food. But um mm-hmm. what we had at Maria was uh Oh yeah. yeah. Really did I tell you the story of the of the the concierge whenever I told him where we were going? Because I didn't know the reputation of the place, and I was like, "Yeah, my my buddy's got uh, this place picked out. Uh, it's uh, Maria Maria," <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Maria, yeah, you're gonna be happy." I'm like, "Oh, you know cool. it." That's <laughs> how I roll, dude. Totally different world. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Eleven o'clock comics, one ninety seven. I am Vince B. Hey. Yes, you are. And uh, I am uh, Christopher Neesman. You is. I am David Price. You is. And I am Alexei Mikhailovich Sistevich. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Uh, and you are. No, you're not, Alexei. Is that Red Rocket? No. Do you know who it is, David? Is that... Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the Crimson... Not the Crimson it, Guard. It's the Crimson... Oh, shit. One of it who, is, it who, is the new Rhino. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait, the, oh, the, the new one? Yeah, the so, new Rhino. So what are you up to then? Oh, he's probably uh, on the well, one the no, I'm, I'm not. Out of I'm, 45? I skipped ahead. I'm reading, uh, I'm reading, I'm halfway through um, Spider Island right now. Cheater. 
well, I got the collection, so I oh, and everyone raves it, about it. So I, I, okay, I'll. You guys are throwing a huge hey, space, roadblock in our. Island. I know we got sponsors and drink roll call, but um, what's uh, what's um, talk a little Scarlet Spider tonight? If you guys have read it, uh, I haven't read it yet, but that's fine. <laughs> I have. And no, you're not the the new Rhino. You're Jason <laughs> Wood, everybody, and. Are you disgruntled with the current prices of comic books? Wow. We all yes. are, aren't we? Well, you know what? You don't have to pay retail because you can get your books from Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you will pay far below retail. Here's retail up here, and here's what you pay way down below. Retail can't even see what you're paying. It's down so far. Because they have everything uh, in the periodical section of the previews, some stuff in the other sections, but for the most part, they carry everything in the pre the periodical section, and you're going to get them for way less than the prices listed. It's hey, just I a fact offer of, coffee. I offer. I, I mean, I order coffee cups and T-shirts. Right, and shit as but well. they they have a smattering of the other stuff, right? But they don't carry everything in previews. If it's I don't in previews, think. they carry it. Really. Yes. Not toys and stuff. Like they yeah, don't carry if it's, if oh, it's yeah. in previews, you can order it. Well, you know what? Let's move back a little bit. See, I'm, uh -huh. I'm, I'm mixing it up. You can get everything in the friggin' size X Men number one coffee mug. I I will back that up. Okay, you can get everything in previews at a significant discount. Holy crap! How long have I been doing this? And I screwed that up. Uh, from Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, and the rest of the episode will be much better. <laughs> uh, to, but, but before we get to the drink protocol, it, Jason threw me with the whole new thing because if if you had since you jumped ahead, mm -hmm. um, it's that's not the new Rhino. Oh, okay. That's that's the old original Rhino. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's the, the one at the, the diner, the right? Rhino, the, oh, the new Rhino okay. showed up during um, the pre-stages of the Gauntlet. Oh, and, my bad. Uh, and and what tied into my favorite single issue for 2010 11 o'clockers ties into um got it rhino and what and, and his wife and things like that. so it's it's all good but no yeah i'm i if you read spider island or halfway through it i'm, I'm dying to hear about it mm. i know vince drink roll call <laughs> bitches all right drink roll call uh well um vince you you know and, and i'd like to say you've been making me very happy of late uh -huh. because it's my goal You've been drinking cool. some great beers. I've been very happy. I talked to uh, uh, our buddy Tom Kelly uh, about that the other day. Who awesome, some, Tom Kelly. Some 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 goodies at yep. uh, Comics on the Green. Sure uh, it's your your local uh, local comic shop and and uh, and his. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm so pleased with my grew. local comic shop. So mm -hmm. friggin' pleased because uh, this is a brief aside, but I am scooping up vintage. House of Secrets and House of Mystery issues for like a fraction of of the uh, back issue cost of those that's things. Awesome. And no, because that's the one thing about Dave. He's fair and he's and he's honest. And if he thinks he could move product at a certain price, he won't wait to get what it's really worth. He'll sell it for what he feels it's he can get. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, like if the book value, some guys if the book value says hundred bucks, they're like, well, okay, I'm not taking anything less than hundred bucks for this. Maybe I'll knock off ten percent. Dave will be like, yeah, give me like thirty, forty, because he knows it's going to move at that price, right? He just likes to have a constant turnover of back issues and stuff. And damn, I am scooping up some beautiful issues nice. every week. Every week I'm grabbing them. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Comics on the Green is a great store. What I am drinking is uh. A mariachi. I gotta finish this stuff. Pardon? 
Mariachi. It's a Mexican beer. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It says imported, but I, I thought know, you were whatever. drinking a grape for a second. No, no. Mariachi. I'm drinking a Yingling Lager. And Chris, I'm also drinking something called Castello. Castello. It's a, it, yeah, it's I a lager. Okay. And it's brewed and bottled in Italy. Oh, okay. I think it's pretty good. And it, nice. uh, better, better yet, it's cheap. Well. Yeah, for a All case, right, for a case, it's like eighteen bucks, seventeen bucks. It's not bad. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm drinking. Very cool, uh, Mr. Price. Why don't you, why don't you hit us up here? What are you drinking? Um, I am sticking with uh, the Redwood Creek people, but tonight I am uh, drinking some Cabernet Sauvignon. But it's not as good as the Merlot, I think. All right, uh, Mr. Wood. Uh, I'm drinking a Yingling Light. Oh boy. Mm. It's okay. It's I, I, I would. I can't I, agree I, with you. I know you're I'll on, tell you what, on, though, on Project pay, Rebuild again. So. It pales in comparison to the uh, unbelievable beer I had when I went out to lunch with you guys. Oh, um, that? Yeah, that was. Um, it's gonna uh, be a recurring theme, huh? It was. Uh, <laughs> was it an Italian <laughs> makes you, beer? Makes you feel like you were there, doesn't it, Dave? All <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> day. And I'm done tonight. Thanks. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my God. Was that an Italian beer that you yeah. had? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Uh, I t- yeah, it was very good. It's awesome. Um, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, yeah, the whole experience was awesome. Um, I am. You know, I was in New York, and uh, we have not had a chance to do any grocery shopping or restocking around the house. So um, I'm I'm running low on beer and uh, and and mixing stuff. So I'm having. I'm having the saddest drink ever. I'm having uh, an old granddad whiskey, a bourbon, and uh, and a what is this? Uh, uh, cranberry Lacroix. I like it's cranberry. No, cranberry is yeah. good for you. Yeah, Cleans out your 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 um, organs. Sure, it does. It does. It does, David. I noticed you're slipping a little bit on the forum, and you can find our forum at where. <laughs> Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Right. Remember that link because you're going to need it later on in the episode because uh, I have something very special planned, and you're going to need to know that link. Okay? But anyway, somebody somebody called you Dave in a, in a post. Yes, in a post. And, I, and I'm thinking, you should... And I didn't. I, I I left it alone. You didn't reply, and I'm, I, I I saw it, and it's almost like watching. Maybe he's just getting mellow in his old it age. Was, no, it's because uh, by the time uh, uh, it, was, it was like a few hours later, a couple other people had posted after Rook, and there was really no point in. Oh, you remember his name though? There was. <laughs> See, he's yeah. taking notes. Taking notes. Oh, it's like a Jim Croce song. You know, but no, it, it's it. There are times where it's just like if. I, I don't feel like uh, really drawing attention to things like that. And and actually, the last time I had to uh, to in in quotes correct somebody was when the dude came to uh, check out the the pump when when the motor went from the well, and he came in and he stuck his hand. Hilarious. In yeah, so and you're like you didn't I, leave a duke in your pump. Was, and, and was like, I was like, great. So so here it's going to cost us more because I had to you know tell the dude what my fucking name was. But um, I thank you. You did good. Oh, cool. I, what, what was that, Vince? You did good, David. <laughs> Restraint is always a good thing. It is. Yeah. yeah. All right. Don't be, before call we, Dave, Dave, unless uh, you're me and you just want to mess with him. Right. Before we get into it, uh, you guys have thank yous because I have a couple. 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, we should alternate. I'll go first, and then you could go, and then I'll go, like back I, and forth. I only have two. So well, okay, so that's good. I, I would like to thank Mr. Chris Campbell. Me too. You know what Chris Campbell sent me? Not the same what? stuff he sent me. Uh, he, obviously, his distaste for DK2 runs pretty deep, because <laughs> he sent me his copy of The Absolute Dark Knight. Just what? Just send it to me. He's like, oh my he's, God. he's like, buddy, you want it? I, I, I hate that DK too. I was like, uh, I, I, wow. I guess, I guess he has. Uh, obviously, he has original copies of Dark Knight, and probably in a number of different formats. And he's like, I don't need this. I'm just gonna send it to you. So uh, the box came. I opened it up. Inside, nestled in there, and uh, well wrapped, really well wrapped, was uh, the Absolute Dark Knight. But he also sent me the Neonomicon hardcover. I'm like, what? Oh, what, nice. what are you doing? I want to talk um, about um, that a little bit later. I finally, I finally picked it up and read. Um, I just finished uh, the courtyard, so I want to talk with you a little bit about nice. that later. Okay, so thank you, Chris Campbell, and now off to David. Uh, my thank yous to Chris Campbell. Um, I, I received, I received a box, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was actually a, um, it was a diamond distributor box. What's in the box? <laughs> 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 I love that fucking movie. Uh, it was um, in it. I have because um, I already have the first two trades. Trades volumes three, four, and five of Gotham Central. Nice, that's good oh, stuff. That's hot. That's uh, I do have. Well, I think I, I sense a contest coming up soon because I now have a second copy of the first volume. But he also sent me the second of the Anchor. By Phil Hester and Brian Trula, and oh, I love that series so. Yeah. I've, I've been I've been dying to 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 finish it. Uh, he sent me Alan Moore's writing for comics by Avatar. Oh, can't go wrong with that. He sent me DC Comics Classics Library Justice League of America by George Perez. Nice hardcover with a uh, with a foreword by uh, Jason's boy Jerry Conway. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't say that when I'm drinking a tea. Unheard of. He's gonna toot. Uh, uh, oh boy, <laughs> they go way back. And and this is this is probably the best thing out of it. And it was and and it was hilarious because I'm flipping through it, and then like the next day was uh, was when we received another box, and that's when Renee started that thread. But this oh, is the infamous "Whose ass am I going to kick?" thread. There you go. Yeah. Uh, to a power saw. That that's, you take that to his grave. You are so <laughs> weird. So freaking um, weird. And Renee was like, "I know," and I thank you every day. That's right. I find places to hide the body. Volume one. <laughs> this thing is huge. It's it's over five hundred. It's almost six. It's over six hundred pages. TMNT Collected Book Volume One. You gotta be kidding! Oh, me. is that the the, the hardcover? Uh, no, this is the one from Barrage, and it was. Uh, this contains TN TMNT one through uh, eleven, including Raphael number one, Michelangelo number, Michelangelo number one, Donatello number one, and Leonardo number one. So yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here. This was actually toy in there. This no. this does not have huge toy. Uh, nope. This was uh, this was. Printed in July of two thousand nine. This yeah, was and, and, and the there last was the, that Mirage put out before they folded. Well, I don't know. I don't know what um, um, what it's going for now. But that's the one that went out of print really quickly and was going for just mad money on eBay. Well, that um, just to show you what 
kind of a nice guy. Yeah. You know, I've been researching Mirage due to a, a recent uh, interview that the Comics Journal put up oh. with Kev, Kevin Eastman, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't finish. Do you know? Uh, well, it's okay. Do you know who the art director at Mirage was for a time? If it, um, if it wasn't Lawson. Mm -mm. Mm. Very, very good uh, comedic cartoonist. Extremely good. Uh, worked with Jim Woodring. Uh, had a regular uh, uh, strip in the Comics Buyer's Guide. 20 New Dancers 20. Was it Mark Martin? Mark Martin. Get yeah. the hell out of here. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, um, and I don't, know, Rat. I, well, I don't know if it was his first job, but um, uh, you know, one of my f um, favorite guys in comics to, to talk with. Just, I mean, a truly wonderful human being. Uh, one of his early jobs was um, was working with the Turtles and with uh, Paul Jenkins. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, the last book. In Holy this box, crap. how big was the box? Was it like a coffin? I told you it was. It's 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 a diamond distribution box. Seriously, uh, was the uh, oh? It's like you let him stay at your house or something. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, this thing is huge. It is uh, Lost Girls. Wow, you gotta be shit. Wow, you guys are making out like freaking bandits. I, I like, think he stayed at his house and partook of uh, of Renee. Seriously, <laughs> I have another kid. I need to get rid of some shit. So so just take. Wow. But I don't know. I mean, maybe this is one of those things where someone's gonna read it once and and uh, and they don't no. kind of like Lost Girls. No, uh -oh. no, I I know not I, some people. Some people. Oh, might some people. Yeah, some Lost people may be turned off by Lost Girls. He's also got you know. Three Blue. boys probably doesn't want them going downstairs and and That's true digging through stuff. So I didn't know going shelf. in there. I know, yeah. So, but this is this that I can I cannot wait to dig into this. You are th so big thanks from both of us to Mister Mister Campbell and congratulations on the recent developments. Way to go! Yes, and, for and sure. big big hugs all around. Way to spread the seed, dude. That's, That's right, right. Mister um, Boomer Z. Sent me, uh, remember we talked about War of the Independence, and I was like, wow, that sounds pretty good. I'm going to try that shit out. He sent me a copy of a Phaser War of the Independence, and it has oh, Megaton awesome. Man, f or, or I'm sorry, Badger fighting Faust on the front, and uh, Jesus, Megaton Man's in here. There's like everybody. Yep. How'd they get away with this? Gumby's on the front, Mr. Oh, Monster. Mr. Monster right in front of him, uh, Scud on the right. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, I do the believe pro. Dave Ryan was uh, Queen. was contacting a whole lot of people when he was. Uh, I guess so, and it's signed too, which is cool. So thank you, Mr. Boomer Z, and lastly but not leastly, Mr. Templar. Ooh, baby. Yes, sent me a copy of Swanzus. It's a swan. Stenson, what? Swanzus. Swan Swanzus. Uh, he is a swan. With a huge uh -huh. male member, and he said Hilarious. he and he said he saw this, uh, <laughs> and and immediately thought of me because I love anything with a big male member in it. Um, it is it is by I got the name here. Let me see. Uh, he was at a, a con or something and just passed by and saw it, and he said, "Well, that's for Vince." The artist's name is not immediately. It's from uh, Gronk Comics. www.gronkcomics.com. Where the hell is the artist's name? This is not fair. It's not very conducive to uh, scintillating podcasting. But anyway, it's a it's a, a swan human hybrid with a huge member. 
and I didn't get to read it yet, but it looks very funny. Huh. Yes, it is. <laughs> the, the cool thing about it is, whenever the dick makes an appearance, it's it has a big black bar over it. <laughs> Ridiculous! Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. But, so, th- uh, thank you, funny. Mr. Burden. It is very funny. So there we go. Now on to business. Unless no, someone else has been. That's right. My, my my last one is also from across the water. This is from this is from Dan. Trying to feel uh, unpopular, Casey. No, because you are right, uh, the love you make is equal to the love you take, Chris. Mister Leaf Insect Man went ahead and uh, this is from the holidays. It's uh, sorry for the delay. Um, getting you a gift for the holidays. I hope you enjoy this. I haven't read it yet, so let me know what you think. Take care, buddy. Turtle Power. He sent me the uh, IDW Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimate Collection. What the hell? It's a thing. So I, I got a shitload of turtles. You got a lot, got a lot of turtles. Yeah. Yeah. You're so lucky. Did, so, yeah, no, but but thank you, Dan, very, very much. And to Chris, I mean, both of these thank yous are a long time coming because we've been a little busy. But We have been busy. But now we're back All to right. business. Now back to business. What are we going to do? Let's line them up. Jason, what you got? Um, I, well, I, um, you know, there's a book that I probably should have made sure I read before the end of last year because it probably would have factored into my O'Closkers. Oh, you're, I was um, thinking the same thing this week. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. And this is uh, by Arkea in partnership with the Jim Henson Company. Oh, oh. I so want to read this. And I'm talking about Jim Henson's Tale of Sand. So I first heard of this book uh, actually from Scotty Young because... Um, it's a bigger monk. Yeah, Scotty is buddies with Ramon Perez, who int- he introduced us to in uh, at last year's C2E2. And uh, Ramon had drawn a uh, an issue of, of Deadpool Core um, that oh, Scotty had actually written. So that's was the was the hookup. And then he had told me at the time, I think it was announced at that con that uh, Ramon's big thing was going to be he was going to be adapting this Jim Henson. Uh, screenplay called tale of sand into a graphic novel form and uh at the time i remember scotty saying you know this is going to put ramon perez on the map as like one of the best cartoonists like up-and-coming cartoonists and of course you know i took note of it but i thought well you know that's that could easily be a buddy just sort of you know giving love to his buddy so i you know i mean you never know it's hyperbole (laughs) but um but he wasn't wrong um so the name jim henson obviously is is a household name um but uh, I didn't know much about this um, until I got this book. And this is actually a screenplay um, that he wrote with his longtime writing partner, Jerry Jewell, uh, back in the, in the late 60s. And um, it was like in basically, I guess they, don't, they probably didn't call it that back then, but it kind of got into turnaround, you know, where, where there were multiple versions of the screenplay and it had been close to getting made a few times, but it just never, it never got made. And then... Um, they were working on it and then basically got put on the back burner while when the Muppet show took off and uh, the rest is kind of history. And uh, after Jim Henson's passing, I guess they came across um, one of the, the screenplay manuscripts uh, in his archives, in his office and, um, and have been, you know, wondering what to do with it ever since. So the, the long story long, they, I guess somehow hooked up with Archaea to adapt it into a graphic novel. Mm -hmm. Um, And now the, 
if it's a re- I was wondering about how to describe the book because you would think, well, if it's a screenplay from a movie, it should be fairly straightforward, but it's really anything but. Um, I heard surreal. Yeah, it's it's um it, it, basically the the way I can describe it is it's a fever dream. Mm. It's 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 your your the book starts off with a relatively normal looking, dark haired, handsome guy that's uh, in the middle of a party and uh, he's he's dan- women are dancing with him. There's people around slapping him on the back, um, almost like he's the 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 star of the show, and he gets sort of carried on on their shoulders to uh the adoration of the entire town it's like a little old western town um until he finally uh, gets up and meets the sheriff and this like nice almost uh like um mayberry rfd type of guy and the sheriff gives him a backpack and says that he's got a map for him and that he has to get on his adventure and the guy clearly is like what are you talking about like he, he's clearly like it's almost as if he just woke up and he doesn't have an idea where he is what's going on um, and then the, the sheriff's like, okay, we're, and we give, we're going to give you a 10 minute head start. And then sure enough, all of a sudden he goes off into the desert and, uh, and then the craziness starts. And, uh, it's, it's just basically a stream of consciousness tale of this just crazy journey this guy takes. And it, the interesting thing about it is I don't know that when the book ends, you're left with any explanations. Good. Like, yeah, it's not like Henson went out of his way to button it up and say, "Oh, he was, it was a dream, or oh, it was a, a tr- you know, he was tripping, or it was some kind of." It, it just was this crazy story, and you're left to your own devices. Was it just a, a social commentary of the time that 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 Henson wanted to you know put into a uh, an adventure? Was it just uh, just literally stream of consciousness, and he wanted to make a uh, you know movie about that? Was it was it uh, was the guy on drugs? Was it some kind of allegory? I mean, you just don't know. And, and and I haven't gone online to read any of the critiques. I'm sure there's probably been a lot written about the the original screenplay and what they were hoping to do with it. I, I haven't. I didn't want to taint my enjoyment of the book beforehand by reading that stuff. So I'm curious. But uh, but it's it's just um, it's just this crazy adventure that's very hard to put into words. But really, this, the 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 book is, as Scotty put it, uh, an absolute coming out party for Ramon. Um, It's a stunningly beautiful book. I mean, it's stunningly beautiful. Um, (laughs) And and the other cool thing about it is there's very, very few words. Uh, There's dialogue in the beginning of the book when he's kind of being introduced to the situation. There's occasionally a word balloon when he runs into somebody. Um, A couple times he meets beautiful women and they say a few things to him. But for the most part, I mean, I'd say 90, 95% of the book, uh, it's, uh, it's just illustrations. And Ramon does a great job telling the story without words, um, which is just phenomenal. The he's coloring, a great storyteller. He is. Anyway. He is. Um, I mean, like, at one point, he's, he runs into a bar, and there's a guy with a scimitar chasing him. There's an NFL football player chasing him. There's a beautiful woman who's trying to seduce him, and then she unzips her, her body and out pops this one-eyed patched guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm there. It's just crazy. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and then, like, interlaced in the panels will be um, what I can only assume to be real parts of the original screenplay, um, sort of in the background, uh, and and um, it, it, it's a book you need to see uh, for yourself. I would definitely go on the Archaea site and take a look at some of the pages. Um, but but for you know, a guy, you, who, you are I becoming think, dangerous. What's that? You're becoming dangerous. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. For, for a guy who um, who I don't know has done a ton of comic work. I mean, pe- 
Ramon just it's exceptional. I mean, I'll tell you what, and this is I, I can I say this with it, it, one of the highest compliments possible. I, I I always when we're talking about a new artist, I'm trying to think like to describe to people who who do they remind me of, and the person he most reminds me of is uh, is Jeff Smith. I, I this book That's would fair. do this yes. book would do Jeff Smith proud. Yeah. Um, it's, Ramon Perez it, is. I mean, that guy is the real deal. He's yeah, it's it's it, so good. It's insane. It's insane. So, so um, I apologize to those who want to know more about the story. I, I probably should have taken more copious notes or read up as to what the the. But I mean, really, the fun of this book was the journey. Um, you just got to kind of dive in, accept that he, the main character, has no more idea of what's going on than you do, and just accept that it's just a, a crazy adventure. I mean, there are there are Arctic tundras. There are uh, there are old jalopies. There are. Uh, you know, canyons where the cars fly off. There, I mean, there are, uh, you know, there's a, a a guy that's sort of like the quasi nemesis that seems to be chasing him, but then at the same point in time, you're led to believe that it might be this guy himself in a little bit older version. Um, like I said, there's there's uh, there's tons of beautiful women, um, many of which are not what they seem. Uh, it's just wacky. It's just wacky, crazy stuff, and it's just done so well. The cartooning is great. The facial expressions are phenomenal. Really expressive eyes. Um, just awesome stuff. Uh, just really, really awesome stuff. And uh, um, I can't wait. I'm sure. Oh, I hope Ramon will be at C2E2 this year because I definitely want to shake his hand and talk to him about sort of what it was like to do this. I, I can only feel like this must have been a really daunting task, and he must have balls of steel to have taken this on because. Um, you know, he he. As I understand it, he he pretty faithfully adapted the stuff that was in the screenplay, and I can't fathom how he could have read what was yeah. likely a very strange and uh, non-linear screenplay and figured out how to adapt it into a comic book form. But he he did it, and then some. So, well, I know uh, the folks at Arkea were really proud of it. And, yeah, uh, and the packaging of the book. I mean, Arkea always puts out beautiful product, but this is like a like a yellow moleskin um, uh, cover. It's it's an oversized book. Uh, it's got like a, a nice um, like burgundy uh, like placeholder uh, ribbon, um, not like a it's 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 kind of um, it's like an elastic band, you know, on the back that you can then fold over to the page that you're reading. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really really beautiful. Um, and then it, there's also back matter material um, as well with uh, a lot of notes and history about the screenplay and uh, and some of the pages and stuff. But I again, I didn't I didn't read that until I read the book, so I just didn't want to. I just wanted to experience the book for what it was, but. Um, but uh yeah just just amazing stuff so definitely give that a try awesome. it's um it's i think it's 29.95 for um f- for cover price but one of the cool things too for people that don't know is if you do manage to go to a con yeah. um Arkea is usually at all the at least the the major cons of the year and um i think every con i've ever been to yeah. uh, Arkea has had tremendous sales on their hardcovers it's uh, it, yeah if you if you even on God, even on fridays and saturdays yeah. they'll have a you know, buy to get one for you know free or 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 whatever. But then, uh, yeah, usually the last day of the of the show, you can uh, you can score some some pretty good. Pretty yeah, good I mean, and stuff. it does vary based on I guess how how busy the conventions have been. But I know that um, I know that uh, one of the cons uh, I don't remember if it was last C two E two or some other con, but I remember it was a buy two get three free. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Now I know that that's not I mean that was a pretty extreme deal, but the point is uh, I'm pretty sure on Sundays they almost always have a like a, a buy one get one free. Which is usually like mm-hmm. buy two get two free. But you you're basically getting fifty percent off and the and I would say um 
in a way, it's kind of unfortunate because I, I mean, I know a line, the lion's share of, of comic readers don't get to go to cons, so it probably doesn't affect their business too much. But I will say that that those of us who do go to a bunch of cons, I mean, I've trained myself generally to, to not buy all buy the stuff at a yeah, yeah. I mean, I broke my own rule with this one just because um, I really wanted to read it like now, and I knew I wasn't going to go to a con until April. So, um, and, and I'm more than happy to have have you know not you know to have not waited, but. Uh, but by all means, if if you do wait and uh, and you've already got a big Regiana pile and you can you can afford to wait, then this con season just make a mental note to stop by Arkea and make sure you grab this. So yeah, I'm gonna pick up my copy at Cido Cidos Cuatro this year. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it sucks because basically what you're saying is, hey Arkea, take a loss so I can get a good book. But yes. I mean, if they're gonna sell them at that price, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna buy them. But, uh, Jason, what I was referring to when I said you're becoming dangerous, this week I received my copy of the Me Pinocchio too. hardcover by uh, Mr. Winchless. And uh, I got to say, my brother, you weren't lying. No. You were no, not really lying. Was. Oh, and yeah, I mean, some, for some people, like, no. I'm flipping through it, and I'm obviously reading it because there is no captures, no word balloons until you get to the cockroach. But it's like, even though it's with no word balloons it's still tense it's still not something you're going to read quickly yeah. and i love that my favorite page is 149 it, it's a radial design with pinocchio in the middle and he's killing uh troops and his face is all in shadow but his eyes are blazing red and each uh area between the spokes of these these electric bolts coming out of his head is uh his just wanton destruction of these troops just destroying tanks oh, yeah. and oh it's a gorgeous gorgeous paid bringing down a helicopter yep there's a guy with a, a shoulder mounted rocket launcher and he's just stretching his arm out just ripping a dude apart but like then again and it's very um <laughs> it's very ec-ish uh mm -hmm. i'm not going to say wally woodish but it it fits in the look and feel of a, a a vintage EC war comic, but then you got a page like 134, which is fully painted. It's a magnificent yeah. image. Oh my god! With him floating to the bottom of the, of the the ocean, and you see the fish and the the various sea life. Oh, good. Each page is is more beautiful than than the the the, the one before it, and it, it the styles are all over the place. You have minimalism, mm -hmm. just gobs of detail in some pages. Some pages look like it took him weeks to do, and then others look maybe like 10 minutes, but there's not a, a loss of quality. The immediate ones look just as good as... Look at the Dogzilla image on page 65. I know. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, you, you right? It was you, you were so you, right. It's, yeah, it's crazy, right? But that's the thing with Last Gasp. They do, they do really good stuff. Mm -hmm. And you were on the money, no expense spared. But uh, let's be... Um, fair it's not just winchless he had assistance on this it, sure, it, the, sure. the book was colored by Cizo, and he was assisted by yeah. frederick boynard is it I thomas thomas bernard and frederick felder so there's there's a lot of not a lot but there's a fair amount of cooks in this kitchen but wow yeah. what a tasty meal yeah, you know it. i'm glad you enjoyed it <laughs> gold leaf and silver leaf on the cover no silver leaf on the cover oh man it's beautiful and it yeah, when is he, thick paper. When he, yes. uh, when he's, um, when the, when Geppetto's wife in the beginning <laughs> is having mm -hmm. to put the lotion on her and then he, uh, yeah. 
big ass. He puts the lotion um, in the basket. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what I meant when I agreed with you, and I said that if I had read that before the eleven o'clockers, that would have factored in very heavily. Nice, and, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. You can't read it all, folks. You can't, right, Christopher? Yes, sir. What do you want to talk about? Uh, a couple things we uh, um, we mentioned, uh, or I had mentioned, uh, Scarlet Spider. And real briefly, I just want to say I did a I did a don't miss with Ryan Stegman on it, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to uh, to picking it up uh, because it's uh, it's not like it's an out of continuity Spider-Man story, but it's it's kind of uh, an interesting reinvention of the character because it's a kind of an imperfect clone of of Peter Parker, and uh, you know a character. Can I ask the around. obvious question? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It is Ben Riley. No, no, it's Kane. No, no, it's Kane. Yeah, it's really it's, it's a spinoff yeah. of, of nasty Spider complexion. Ca- Kane. No, the, no, because no. when you when when you when you read Spider Island, you'll see what happens to Kane. If, mm-hmm. if, not if, and and if um, and I mean I, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Chris finish before I give my thoughts. It it um, but okay. I mean I I mean just just right off the bat, the art is fantastic. Yeah, uh, you know, but basically it's um, it's an imperfect clone of peter who's gone through hell and back uh it's a it's a reluctant hero hero i think yeah. the uh, the tagline on the comic is uh all of the power none of the responsibility yeah um and uh and he is uh he's moved to the houston area and so it's out of manhattan so it's uh it's out of kind of the the main line spider-man stuff so you get to see someone that has spider-man's powers or most of the powers and is still becoming accustomed to them and has um a a, a fairly off-center moral compass um you know so it's a reluctant hero still a i think at the heart, a hero and a good person, but uh, but very reluctantly. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to um, to following that. So so uh, big shout out to Ryan Stegman and Chris Yost, who I think is one of the more underrated writers in comics, and uh, especially whenever you factor in his animated stuff, which is is fantastic. Yeah, I'd agree. He's with that. he's great. But no, we had um, I don't know if we talked about it on the show. But I know it came up on the forum. I got uh, I got a book that uh, I know Vince is going to like. Oh boy! And, and and probably the rest of the game gang just as much. Um, I splurged a little and didn't get the soft cover. I uh, I went straight to uh, <laughs> to Flesk pub- Publications. Oh yeah! And got the. Uh, the oh. deluxe uh, slipcase hardcover yeah. version of uh, the good girl art of Bruce Tim, oh, naughty yeah. and nice. I bought and, it. Uh, uh, you got it. I didn't get it yet. It's coming from Amazon. Okay, so this is the uh, uh, like I said, I sports. I got the uh, I got the deluxe edition, which is a, a signed and numbered, uh, limited to a thousand copies which uh, is probably not uh, um, not a really small number for a, for a, a very expensive uh, art book like this but uh, yeah it's got the the Bruce Tim autograph and I think I got what, what is this number 204 but anyway um, if you are a Bruce Tim fan uh, I think this is a must have it is uh, it's not a lot of if you are a Batman the animated adventure <laughs> fan, this is Probably not a must-have. I mean, this is 
this is much more of a Bruce Tim art book, mm-hmm. and it is uh, 100, uh, per, or, or I'll say 98% uh, women, and either... Naked ladies. Uh, well, either... <laughs> all uh, the single ladies, all the single ladies. <laughs> or uh, completely in the buff uh, women. And it's, He's naughty, uh, Bruce Tim. People don't, maybe, a lot of people yes. don't realize what a naughty Yeah, but is. see, that's the thing. I look through a copy, the real naughty stuff that I've seen is not in there. Oh, okay. I mean, there are yeah. some really explicit Bruce yeah. Tim yes. drawings, but they're not. No, they're not in there. And there's no Vampirella either. Uh, there's. But a, that's, well, don't there's, hold that against the book. It's there's really a good. lot of vampire stuff in here. Yeah, I think there is. He has a little bit of a fascination with vampires. There's a whole chapter. A lot of these are broken down into chapters, which I find uh, kind of funny. But uh, if you're looking for a, a an artist exploration of the female anatomy. This is, this is your book. And what's, what's amazing about it is that you have Bruce Timm's cartooning style. And that, I mean, it's, I mean, he's not Frank Frazetta. It's not like, uh, he's not doing like hyper realistic, um, you know, artistic renderings. It's still, it's still Bruce Timm, which, um, very similar to Darwin Cook. If if people are not familiar with Bruce Tim's style, uh, they are definitely out of the same school and and very close friends. Um, but man, his uh, his nudes are amazing, and yeah. it still retains this beautiful cartoonist aesthetic to it. There's still this this beautiful sense of line. There's exaggerated expressions and poses and he just has so much fun with it but it's amazing how you can take a um uh a a very loosely cartooned character that from the head up could be in like any like Hanna-Barbera um cartoon but it's a nude. And I think that's given Hanna Barbera a little more credit. Well, you know what I mean. It, yeah, it, I know it, what you mean. It, it, it could be in you know, hey, you know, Alex Toth worked for Hanna Barbera um, in the good old days. Yeah, in the good old days. Yeah. But uh, but they are these exotic and sensual and titillating images, mm-hmm. and it's uh, I, I'll, I'll, you know I'll. I'll stop short of saying, you know, it's all tastefully tastefully done because there's like, you know, a lot of really funny pen up stuff. But I mean, he as a cartoonist understands the the female anatomy and it's it's beautiful to look at and it's I mean, obviously if you know his stuff, there's very empowered women there's a lot of noir feel to it where i mean the women are obviously the people in control in in these but then there's just a lot of uh you know other you know play playboy-esque uh pinup stuff but um whatever whatever it is that he's doing it's absolutely gorgeous yeah master of the juxtaposition of straight and curve he knows how to work the straights against the curves Oh. And, and, and that's, that's half the battle right there. But like every master artist before him that was associated with a female, particular f- body type of, of female, like Wally Wood, you know a Wally Wood woman when you see one. Sure. And, and Eisner and like Milton Kniff had a very identifiable, uh, body type to his women. You, you are instantly transported into 
Tim's mind whenever you see that vixen that he draws. He has that idealized body type that he just streams through all of his drawings. Right. Very, very lived, kind of a little bit bottom heavy, but very slight on the top. Very, very And, and it works yeah. really, yeah, yeah very hippie, yep. but it, it works perfectly because you know that there's one thing these chicks are built for. And it's not construction work, you know. And he <laughs> yeah, just he, ha he has a very beautiful facial technique, and and the way he like I said, the way he works that straight off the curves. Oh my god, it, it feels classic. It does, and, and it is. Yeah, and he is he is so insanely um, influenced by Kirby. In, in a lot of stuff, and, mm -hmm. and I think he would uh, he would admit that if you've ever seen this Fantastic Four, it's oh, yeah. it's just so amazing. But uh, he has his own style, um, and there's this what he and Darwin Cook both have this wonderful 1950s, <laughs> early 1960s, you know, classic aesthetic to him, and it it's is also just, quite timeless too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's my favorite ones so. are the monster images. There's a section with just like you know, there's a Bride of Frankenstein all stacked and beautiful, and then there's vampires, like you said. Though that section's my absolute favorite. I mean, I like it all. I saw it today. Um, <laughs> the one of of Harley Quinn in the uh, in the the see through nighty is kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I'll take that pudding. <laughs> it is. I am, uh, you know, I'm. I'm usually, you know, not one for for a lot of the the pinup stuff, but uh, but I love Bruce Tim so much, and this was worth every yeah. every penny. Now, um, you can order the uh, the soft cover. Uh, I know from Amazon for about thirty bucks, like thirty two, uh, something like that. Yeah. As far as I know, the uh, the hardcover slipcase uh, deluxe one is only available through uh, through Flesk, and that's F L E S K Publications. Uh, that's the fine people that did um, oh uh, oh help me uh, Xenozoic. Yes, mm, okay. uh, they've done they've done uh, a lot of stuff. Um, some great art books. They do, yeah, they do the Schultz stuff, and um, uh, the hardcover edition is a hundred bucks through them. And I think it's yeah. the only place that you can get it. But uh, if you're a fan of Bruce Tim, if you're a fan of 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 pinup art, if you're, yeah, it's uh, uh, one of my one of my favorite purchases recently. I absolutely. No, there were some folks concerned about the size of the book and the quality of the paper. It's, it's the uh, same. In, it's the same. The hardcover one is uh -huh. the size as an absolute edition, and the production quality on it is outstanding. It is, but uh, the the guys were concerned maybe the binding wouldn't hold up on the soft cover because the paper is very thick, and it is it's a heavy freaking book. Mm -hmm. But I I paid through a copy today and it. It's very durable. It doesn't look like it's going to... Well, of course, I didn't crack the binding. I'm very careful not to do that. But, you know, you can't lay the damn thing flat is what I'm saying. But it looks like it's going to hold up. It looks like a very, very sturdily constructed book. So no fear. And it's only 30 bucks, so you're not investing, yeah. you know, your life savings in the damn thing. If it does come apart, you have a lot of wall art. You can there decorate. You, you there go. you go. Frames, baby. I, I don't think it will. It's gorgeous, it will. though. I'm, yeah. I, I love it. I got a cosign on that, Chris. You picked a good one. Yay! 
Vince and I, I are closed. starting 2012 off. Yeah. Good. It's, it's, it, it's truly, truly a sign of the apocalypse. That's right. And another um, sign of the apocalypse, not really, but I just needed a segue. Uh, when you hear this episode, probably it'll be Thursday, Julian Lytle's Ants will yes. hit its 200th strip. 200th yes, sir. strip. That is a milestone. Good and for- uh, help him celebrate. Uh, head on over to ants.julianlytle.com. L-Y-T-L-E dot com and, you know, give him some praise because the dude deserves it. I, I, I love um, ants. Uh, I read it and I just got a giggle because those little bastards seem so <laughs> real to me. Uh, you know, I'm icy. I'm trying to be. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one more thing before we move on. Uh, big ups to Anthony Edsmond. Anthony. Esmond. Anthony Esmond from the UK asked us, I, did I say Anthony? Yeah. Well, it's because yeah. I'm Italian. Anthony oh. Esmond. Anthony. He said his name a lot uh, from the UK. Needed a shout out and we will give it to him because he is a good person. Long Just like Gordo since, Mailman. Since, since That's the right. BB days, he says. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Yeah, that Not podcast like that David ruined. <laughs> you didn't say it. I was waiting for it. D I V A in the house. I'm sorry. I'm going to get crackly soon, and the thing I got to do may take a little bit of time, and you guys have to participate. No, so I'm going to let David must go now. Okay. Because we're, we're, yes, you must, because we're creeping up on an hour, and that's when it usually happens. Creeping on yeah. the back street on D's. Okay. I've been, I, there's been a lot of, st- I, I, I guess I was trying to just decompressing after the um, the 11 o'clock, because there were a couple things that I read that didn't really wow me, and then there were some things that, that I dug, like Chris said with um, with Scarlet Spider, and just to go back to that for a little bit, it when when he says it's an imperfect clone, um, there are there are some things that uh, that Kane does not have that Peter Parker has. He he can stick to walls, but um, gentles and and, and he yeah, doesn't. Uh, uh, they uh, he does not have spider sense. And that and there's a big reason for that because it was the spider sense that made him paranoid and go a little crazy. Yeah, I mean it's it, like Ghost is really doing something cool with this character. I've I've never been a huge Kane fan, and and um, there were a couple yeah. things that may have been a little confusing with the whole. Well, he was a bad guy. Well, yeah, but it's but and it, but it's from that era that that a lot of people either oh, have checked yeah. out or or just have this. It's 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 got the stigma to it, but um, this is one, and because I, I'm not a big Kane fan, or I wasn't, uh, this is this is a book that I did check out solely for the creators, more so for Ryan than uh, than 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 Chris Yost, because I haven't read a lot that uh, I mean I, I'm aware of his work. I just he's not a creator that that I've been following over the years, and um, and since uh, Jason asked this on the forum. Um, the inks are by Michael Babinski, and and they are stunning. And and he does he, he does Ryan proud with, with with this book. Everything looks great. Um, introduces a new bad guy. There's uh, like like Chris said, Kane does have ulterior motives. He's basically on his way to Mexico to just lay low and 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 live on this money that he's uh, in, in quotes found. He's, he's ready to be. <laughs> Ready to be a normal person for the first time in his very 
unnormal life. Yeah, and and something I guess is 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 pulling him in the other direction to to do good, and um, and it, it it'll be interesting to see to see it play out. It's it's a book that I'm um, that I am going to to follow. Uh, I'll say at least for now, and and uh, and I'm I'm quite pleased with the first issue. It was a decent setup, even though we did not see the uh, the character in costume at all in the first issue. The other thing <laughs> was, uh, I, 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 and I know that uh, I believe the first hardcover came out today of, of Daredevil, the, the, mm. the Wade. Uh, I recently read uh, issue eight, which was a crossover from Amazing Spider-Man six seventy-seven, which was a. Um, it, it involved the uh, the Black Cat, Peter, or Spider-Man has to go to Daredevil to. Uh, Help Black Hat, who's been framed, and um, and that was a pretty funky two-parter. And 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 Wade is still, um, uh, he's he's having fun with the character, and I'm I'm having fun reading the character. We, I mean, Daredevil was brought up a couple times during the eleven o'clock, so we're not gonna we don't have to go back to that. But um, the uh, it's just been there's been things that I have. It was weird. After the 11 classes, and I was just trying to, to, to read other things just to kind of just cleanse the palate, and nothing was really um, nothing was really knocking my socks off. The, the, the new Ghost Rider hasn't been doing it for me. Um, and, and I finally, and, and I decided to just see what it was like, and, and I read Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four, and I just... I wasn't good. Feeling, oh my really? god! What is what is good about it? I love. There's a very subliminal, barely suggested attraction between Susie and and Johnny in that book. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. That Morrison saying, uh, well, "You're right about the flows, buddy." See what I what my 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 issue with this book is that. Um, and I know that everybody has their favorite creators, and and oh, I, I love that about this creator. And I know that you know people can can kind of get on Bendis's case case for 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 certain tropes he goes back to, and and everybody has something that that they hone in on with a certain creator. But I've I for some reason, whether it was just because I was always just poking the bear with Vince, or just kind of you know <laughs> picking on things that I don't like about Morrison's work. I, I read Marvel Boy years ago and, and of course I've I've read some of his JLA stuff. I, I read Final Crisis. I, I've read a lot more of his stuff over the recent years. I, uh, All-Star Superman is pretty much probably my favorite thing he's done. Pro- maybe because to me it's it's the most un-Morrison-like work I'm, I'm familiar with. And when when I read this Fantastic Four story, I, I realized between the whole thing with with Ben, and and the conversation with Sue and Alicia and Morrison to me has has a definite style or voice that that's never been more apparent until I read this, which is something that that he wrote years ago before he went back to DC, and it it really kind of just hit home with me here. The, the art by Jay Lee was great. I thought I I don't know if I just if if I felt maybe the story dragged out a little bit because it was four parts and there was just 
it was, it was like we're really, really going to treat Ben Grimm like shit, and and we're really going to make sure that he's got to dig his way out through everything I'm throwing at him. And 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 I don't know if it was just, I mean, maybe maybe I felt sorry for this fellow Jew. I don't know. I just there were things that I'm reading this, and I'm just I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be. I don't know if I'm missing something. I don't know if people just enjoyed this because Morrison wrote it and he got to write the Fantastic Four finally. I I don't know what I was supposed to... I, I, I guess I just didn't see what the attraction was. And, and maybe Morrison fans can tell me what, what it is that, that either that they liked about it or or that I I missed because it was a little subtle and, and over my head or something. I don't know. But I was looking for something that I, I, I guess I wanted to be wild and, and, and it didn't happen. Okay. My You're not going to defend it, Vince? I'm not going to defend it because it's a very slight take on the Fantastic Four. It's almost like mm-hmm. a dalliance, like Morrison yeah. was just playing around. Yeah. Uh, I like it because Morrison wrote it. I also like it because, like you said, Ben has a colossal amount of Duke thrown oh, at him in this, in, in this miniseries. But he, he, he's Ben. He perseveres. He comes oh, out yes. of it, right? Oh, I know. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, and... Uh, it's not one of the greatest takes on the Fantastic Four, but it is one of the most different, right? And yes. because because of its uniqueness, yeah, I enjoyed it. But to tell you the truth, it doesn't it doesn't stack up with the legendary tales of the Fantastic Four. It's it's it. it, it I hate to say this I mean, because it's such it on, a nabby on some of his other stuff. I mean Morrison's other work. I mean, where hmm, would you? I would put definitely put that towards the bottom. Okay. Yeah, but it's visually stunning. Jay Lee oh, yeah. is is yeah. a very commanding presence uh, on the page. I I, I loved what the uh, the little uh, encounter with Namer and yeah. uh, and Susie. You know, I mean, but it's nothing. It's nothing new. But it's filtered through that Morrison sensibility that does put a a slightly different spin on it. But in the end, you're right. It's it's basically Morrison playing around with the Fantastic Four for a little while, knowing that. He got Everything's a he, back got, to, he got yeah he got yeah. a shot at it so okay yes it's like candy Morrison candy it's laced with something but it's still <laughs> Morrison candy okay how about that I'm not defending it I don't really think I can <laughs> <laughs> but I do love it I, I, that's I, cool I enjoy no, that, it. that's fine what else you got or do you want me to go into my no thing? I, I want you to go into your thing since you're not correctly now all right let's have some fun. You want to go? You want to go on an adventure? Of course, magic carpet bag. All right. If you look <laughs> in your little Skype uh, text thing, I'm Ooh. sending. I'm sending you all a link. Check yourself. This uh, it's a Deviant Art page. Uh, Stockman Ray tweeted this to me. He said, "Hey Vince, check this out. Uh, it's Raphael Gayur's Deviant Art page. Now, behold that art." Oh shoot! Is that not magnificent? Now let's. Dude, this is like. Let's uh, all click on on the same image ooh. so we can get uh, a little bit of a, a home base here. Let click Shark click on button. click on Lugo. Oh okay. Look at the color in that. This is this is some old funky seventies Bronze Age monster yes, magazine yes. stuff. If, I love this. For those oh, yeah, of you playing nice. at home, I will give you the Oof. link. It's uh, Raphael 
Gayur. That's R A F A E L G A L L U R dot deviantart.com and to beeline right to his gallery, just put a forward slash gallery and another forward slash and it'll take you right to that page. Oh, it's beautiful stuff. It's magnificent art. Mm -hmm. And as I was perusing the seven pages of thumbnails, there's a lot of art (laughs) in this thing. You know, I I had the, the nagging feeling that I've seen some of these pieces before, if not exactly, but I, I was aware of the, the style somewhere because I see a, a lot of uh, San Julian in his in his style. The the man that created uh, a lot of magnificent covers for Eerie and Creepy and Vampirella. I see a lot of Ken Kelly in there, and, and obviously mm. in in some of the the color uh, blends, I see some Frazetta, and it's it's larger than life heroic art. A lot of it. So yeah, you're going to compare it to Frazetta, but it has a very tawdry very salacious wanton edge to it so i'm thinking damn it i know i've seen oh the reading is hot i've seen Raphael's artwork before and mm-hmm. so i hit the bookcases and I'm <laughs> thinking, where have i seen this and i knew it i have seen his art in a periodical called the imp okay which was published in i think 2002 by mr daniel k rayburn it was the fourth volume in the series so it's the imp number four and uh he had previously published issues on jack chick comics um dan Klaus, uh but this he really bit off a lot uh legend has it that the production value on this issue which is it's mostly in full color square bound it's 112 pages with a cover price of 20 dollars because it was very expensive to print because of all the full color, obviously, the production of this issue devastated Mr. Um, Rayburn. He lost a lot of money on this book. Okay. Yes. But what it is, is it's a, there's a single theme trailing through this entire issue. It uh, delves into the world of the historietas perversas. Now, in in Japan, perverted uh, history. In Japanese, now wait, okay. In 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 Japan, <laughs> they call comics manga. Chris knows that, right? But in, in cue Chris's complaint. Come on. The the, the Mexi- Why you gotta poke the bear? I'm not. I'm just telling you, comics in Japanese is manga. Well, comics in Mexican or Spanish. <laughs> in Mexican. <laughs> in, in Sp- comics in Comics, comics in Spanish, I'm sorry, is historietas. And this is a very particular kind of comic. Um, it's just a burrito. For, in the introduction, right? Listen to this. I'm going to read some of it because it, it's very cool and it gives you a, a clue as to the content of this, this magazine, uh, book actually. Uh, 10 or 15 years ago, now this was published in 2002. Mexico was the biggest per capita producer and consumer of comic books in the world. Huh. Most historietas were more right-minded then. When they revealed little leg or blood, it was only to show the wrongs that would be righted in the end. Uh, these traditional historietas were so popular that each copy sold was resold, rented, or borrowed an average of 12 times, giving wow. Mexico the flabbergasting circulation of over 250 million comic books every month. 
Wow. That's that's a big number to wrap your head around. And that little bit of data is footnoted. Everything's footnoted in this book. So he has done his research. But something happened. Uh, free trade with the outside world, uh, cosmopolitanism, television, Hollywood, superheroes, Japanese comics, or manga, thank you, uh, followed. And today, Mexicans still read comic books, but they are engrossed less by their own historietas and more by Wolverine's hairy breasts and an invasion <laughs> of moon-eyed schoolgirls who fornicate with insects. <laughs> now, actually, what happened was, as Mexico City became more and more crime-ridden, infested with the criminal element, the historietas kind of art reflected life, and they became very salacious, very violent, very sexual, uh, lewd and lascivious, and just naked ladies all over the place, drug use rampant in these things. Uh, the uh, the hyper-violence that we associate with such things like um, crossed psychopath, um, th these are nasty things. There's an image here of a book called Yo Confesio. And what it is is a man on his knees holding his crotch. His crotch is drenched in blood, and he has a blood-soaked knife in the other hand. And there is a half-naked woman in the background screaming, looking at what this man did. So he obviously cut off his own genitals. <laughs> uh, a book called Almas Perversas features big booty chicks. That's the thing with these... Uh, Historietas, they love their women of a certain body type, like Bruce Timm. Rope shaker. Very round buttocks and very ample breasts. Very beautiful women, but they're always surrounded by drugs and violence and perversion. There's a, a theme going through these books about the uh, sexual escapades of teachers. That's a common thread in here. But with the rise of crime in Mexico came the rise of uh, a very unique subset of the population. They call them nacos. Uh, this guy is generally called a naco. A naco is a slur best translated as white trash okay. mixed, mixed with a little bit of the N-word. It is not to be confused with mestizo. Although all nacos are mestizo, not all mestizos are nacos. I feel like I'm taking the SAT. Um, now, these uh, degenerates, so to speak, demanded a certain form of entertainment. So uh, the publishers picked up on that, and the, the content of these books was transformed into this purient stuff to please this subset of, of, of people. Um, in to the point where the magazines themselves are shunned by the general population of, of Mexico as garbage. They call them, um, the, uh, historietas hojidas are fucked up little stories meant to be read by fucked up and fucked over people. <laughs> the fucked up thing is these comics are right on the money. The problem is how to get this money into the hands of the artists and writers who deserve it. But there's uh, another uh, derogatory term for these books. Let me think that I'm, I'm trying to get my uh, remember, and God damn it, I can't do it. Um, 
Yeah, this is professional. But anyway, so so, so you have a, a, a real disturbing trend in these books. And Daniel K. Rayburn, in the, in the, the story he writes for this imp number four, was actually looked upon as scum when he was down in mexico he took a bunch of them took a bunch of them to the register and the woman almost wouldn't ring them up and wow. so until her husband came over and he's like what's going on Even though they were for sale yes and she's like well this guy went uh, they're illegal but wait they, they were for sale though exactly they're they're for sale in every newsstand on every whenever wherever a newsstand pops up they are for sale but the damn things are illegal they clamp down on the the content standards of the magazines but that didn't stop the publishers it's it's like a don't ask don't tell thing yes they're illegal and we can't sell them but every newsstand does right so it, it's um so he took him to the register and he eventually had them rung up but he was looked at as a degenerate because he wanted to read these things and <laughs> and that's another thread that goes through this this book that Yes, um, the scholars of Mexican uh, uh, historietas look down on them and, and call them garbage, but they love them. They have collections of them. So uh, that's one of the main points of the story is, yes, they're garbage, and they're, the, the story types are very trite, and you've seen it all before, like the, the, the schoolgirl turns into a lesbian to please the teacher and you know stuff like that, but the the point he's trying to make is this stuff does happen in life and it's it's raw and it's base level purient stuff but it's very true to life we see this on tv all the time right exploitation movies do this absolutely our, sure. our, our tv shows do this stuff so they're shunned but they're also embraced there's a a cover here of um a dude in jail and he's clawing at the chains on the the bunk in the jail in the cell room and there's a big ass guy behind him <laughs> taking his pants off ready to to, to, oh to get him up the pooper go to town but hey you know what do not let it be said that i do not love our listeners because and it's not me it's actually the author of this Has anyone book. ever said that you can get the full version of the imp if you go to DanielRayburn.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-R-A-E-B-U-R-N.com, you can download the Imp Number Four and all previous issues for free. Wow! wow. This book cost me twenty bucks, and you can profit from my loss and and the author's <laughs> obviously, and download this treatise on historietas perversas for free. It is such a compelling, engrossing read. Once you start, you will not stop. But it's obviously not safe for work. Don't read it around the wife because it's loaded with naked women, uh, sexual perversions, bloodshed, and a whole bunch of other stuff we love here on 11 O'Clock Comics. So check it out. Download it and read it. It's beautiful. The cover is magnificent. You have uh, the, the Spanish equivalent of the Marlboro Man. Mm -hmm. With a shotgun in his hand, still smoking shotgun, a man in the lower right who is the target of said shotgun blast, uh, and the man is reveling in his uh, killing. You have a woman on her knees, uh, butt right to the viewer, servicing him while another completely naked blonde woman shoots him up with a hypodermic. <laughs> yes, wow. yes. Yeah, see the end of the before. And you that look at Rafael Gallur is in here. And that's the the the, the mental trip 
the mental switch that was tripped for me, and that's why I pulled this out to talk about it this week. So you can thank Stockman Ray for this whole thing because he instigated it by sending me to to this DeviantArt page. Uh, this is beautiful stuff, and I'm not a lot saying of luchadors on uh, yes, right. Lots of lots of luchadors, but see, that's his. Um, I, I did a little research on Raphael. He worked for a newspaper called La Prensa as a, you know, he was an assistant to uh, artists named Zotico Fonseca and Carlos Mabridis. But he eventually left the uh, the newspaper to focus on comics, and he got sucked into the the uh, these ghetto librettos. That's what I was thinking of. They call them ghetto librettos. How much of a slur is that? <laughs> It's uh, you know he actually worked for DC it says here. Oh wow, really? Yeah, he did he, he did inking jobs for DC and the Star Trek miniseries. I don't know which Star Trek miniseries. Huh. But but now he I guess he is a uh, uh somewhat of a staple in the ghetto librettos and good for him because he is a fantastic painter as are all these guys. There's a dude Jason you're going <laughs> to love. His name is Bazaldua. Mhm. The, uh, like Tim, he has an idealized version of the female form, and it's right up your alley. Ooh, big bumping booties. Yeah. Donk a donk. And and they have the a lot of them have the color sensibility of a Richard Corbin. They know what colors work well with each other and what pops. The skin tones are creamy and delicious, and they use a lot of cold colors in their shadows. Mm-hmm. Download this book and look at it, and believe me, don't take my word for it. Download the Imp, all of them. But especially number four from uh, DanielRayburn.com. If you enjoy it, send the author an email and say, hey, what's your PayPal address? I want to kick you a buck or two. You don't have to because he's giving it away. But once you read it, you'll be like, damn, that was a lot of work. I want to send this author some form of thanks. That's right. It's great stuff. Dude, some of these pictures in this DeviantArt site are amazing. Yeah. I know. The one where the the, the beautiful... uh, Bikini clad, she's wearing a red bikini with flippers, and then uh, the shark jumps over the. Uh, there's a shark attacking the uh, the um, the Mexican wrestler. What page are you on? Uh, oh, uh, the first one. Yeah, it's just called Shark. Yeah, it's just called Shark. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that awesome. nice? That's one of his earlier works. Love it. Yep. Very. Like and, you I said, mean, very EC. You can definitely see the EC in him. It's yeah, awesome. yeah. But you wouldn't be surprised to see these on a a pulp. Paperback uh, uh, cover from the seventies. Nah, this this stuff's Ooh, perfectly at the Colt two and a bullet. Wow! Look at the color in these things. Ooh. Yeah, Man. I re- Ooh. look at the one called Ambush, where it's a woman struggling with a a very nasty uh, sombreroed yeah. Mexican dude on a horse. But the action in that panel's unbelievable. Oh, wow, right. And, and wow. as as, are- as they're struggling, her shirt pops open because that's yes. what happens all the time. All the you time. Know? None of these women wear bras, God love them, because they're all very firm and high. Yes. So I love this kind of art. This my is goodness. my thing. Yep. Wow. This Half is fantastic. Colt two and a bullet. Like, well, how does a woman get in that state? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind, but uh, but thank you for wearing the neckerchief hiding your, your nipples because, <laughs> you know. Yes. Love it. Yeah. So there you go. DanielRayburn.com. Check it out. Get the imp. Read it and bone up on the ghetto librettos, aka the historietas perversas, and Mm -hmm. many uh, many other derogatory terms. Love it. 
I'm not saying that it's legal, but there are a number of blogs out there. <laughs> no, listen. There there are a number of blogs out there, uh Spanish language blogs that have some of these uh dirty little comics on them and you can download them, but I didn't tell you that. Just do a search. They're out there. Yeah. Google is your friend. It is. Yeah. Do it now before they lock down the whole internet. So. Seriously. Yeah, I know. So fucking Republicans. Oh boy. What else, <laughs> what else do we have? Who's next? I, I, I read you, something you that, are. that David will be very surprised. What? Really? I finally finished John Byrne's Next Men. Mm-hmm. Oh. The the IDW series. Yeah. The, the, and I loved it, but it's actually two stories in one. The, there's there's like two distinct flavors to the thing. The there's a certain part, uh, maybe about issue three or number four, where there's a big reveal, and and it transforms the remainder of the story into this head spinning time travel adventure. But mm-hmm. prior to that. I thought Byrne maybe hooked up Eli Roth to go through, ghostwrite the thing for him because it, it comes really close to torture porn. Um, I, I'm thinking, John, you're supposed to love these characters, right? Why the hell are you doing this? Most of the next men are put through unbelievable levels of mental and physical abuse. Um, um, Nathan is transported, like they're, they're popping through time. Nathan is transported to World War II where he is captured by the Nazis and right. tortured, has his eyes, they experiment on him, he has his eyes removed while, no anesthesia, they rip his eyes out, dissect his eyes, see, see what's going on. Um, uh, Ms. Murchison, is pop back to the time of the Civil War where yes. she becomes a slave. Yeah, she nice. she is whipped constantly. They even the, the 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 plantation owner hobbles her. He cuts off her foot so she can't get away. Wow. Yeah, Jesus it's Christ. it's raw. It's really Yikes. raw. And and jazz it makes out like by far the best uh, from all of them. She just gets the black plague. <laughs> but it, it is it is nuts and and one of the things that i tweeted was you know if this was uh, th- there's a handful of creators that i will accept anything from john burns one of them meaning that this nine issue i'll call it a series this mm-hmm. nine issue next men series does not end with the last issue there is a huge cliffhanger at the end, which leads into Next Men Aftermath. And I would be the first one to bitch if that was like Jeff Johns <laughs> or, you know, or, or even Bendis, Bendis or, or somebody of, of their caliber. But John Byrne, I accept it. It's like, okay, because I know I'm going to follow it into Aftermath because I love these characters. And I thought John, John did too. <laughs> no, he, <laughs> holy crap, some of them. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what happens to Danny. <laughs> so basically, next minute is the feel-good book of the year. But there, he does have an out because certain things happen. <laughs> no, certain things happen within the content of the story that could and do undo a lot of the stuff that happened. It doesn't undo undo the pain and the anguish and the bloodshed that these characters experienced. But there's a Deus ex machina that kind of eliminates the changes to some of them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it 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 happened, but it didn't happen. But their memories of it are still there, you know. Okay. So it did happen, right? Uh, but wow, what a great story! And <laughs> it, 
No, it, <laughs> I know. If you've read Burns' Next Men series, you need to read this because it is the next chapter and it's crucial. It explains a lot of shit. Like, that, what happened to Senator Hilltop? How did he get to, from Senator Hilltop to that Satanist guy? They'll tell you in this issue and it's, it's, it's raw. <laughs> it's raw, man. Read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you get so giddy when you discover something like this. I know. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. What else we got, David? You still got to go. <laughs> no, someone else go. <laughs> no, you go. Why I go? Did what I just is? say I haven't read a whole lot? Go and 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 everybody else is is like. <sighs> you do you, boo? Oh my god! Because what am I going to talk about? Thinking who's Jake Ellis number five? This oh is, oh this no, is, no. Yeah, you know. Right, well, actually, ever, did, I, I would did, uh, I would love to talk with you. Uh, both about it because yeah i i don't understand why you guys are upset about it i'm interested myself because i didn't read it but i would like to hear what you take on that I, I, devastating I, last issue maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's my fault maybe it's on me because i was maybe i was hoping it was going to go in a different direction after reading the first issue and and jason and i even said you know i mean it could yeah. go it could go either way, and and we were kind of hoping, I guess, it would go the other way. And it was, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it just we, we we were really following it along. And I mean, it, it wasn't even the delays or anything that really didn't that that had nothing to do with it. It was just, it was, um, I was really into it, and I guess things started to unravel around. Yeah, I guess okay. The- I mean, we can we can set it up for folks. Um, spoilers if you have not read uh, who is Jake Ellis, but. Uh, and it's been it's been a month or two for me. Uh, basically, basically, you're thrown into a story with a guy who may or may not have been a a special agent for the government, and he um, has a, a special imaginary quote unquote friend that um, that uh, helps guide him. Um, through sticky situations, is that a decent setup? I guess, and he's on the run. Um, I uh, is he on the run? I guess it's it was. Oh, he's he, totally on the run. He's well, on the run the entire series. Oh yes, yes, yes. But it, um, yeah. I mean, but like, well, in the context of it, him being a spy and then having to extricate himself from situations. But yeah, it's it's very born identity in, mm-hmm. in that he's, um. He's on the run from what could be the Americans, may not be the Americans, but I mean he's he's obviously on the run, trying to trying to uh, keep away from the the baddies. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Yeah. And, well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's. All right. Have, so. When you read it, well, it's diff- it seems difficult to say because did you read it all in one fell swoop, Chris? Yeah, I I, I bought the trade and read okay. it all at once. So, did, when you like read the first chunk of it, did you make any? Did your mind start to race as to like well, what was going on? And make any? Yeah, you know, I, I obviously I wanted to know, you know, who is this other personality? Is it is, is he crazy? And, and is that what you guys are kind of talking about? Is that it? It would be much more interesting if he was actually crazy instead of it being an actual second um, um, separate personality. Well, um. Well, 
that wasn't exactly i mean I, after the first issue when they had the little thing on the train i was mm-hmm. saying that i hope that it's not going to be one of those things where um it's all in his head and okay. you know and so as a result i'm kind of with david i i guess it's not necessarily any fault of Nathan Edmondson. I mean, he right. told the story he wanted to tell, but in this particular case, I made a judgment very quickly as to how I wanted it to go and couldn't really reverse course. So when it went the other way, it just felt like it wasn't the story I'd but it hoped was, for. But it, yeah, but it wasn't in his head. No, I know. I know. I, I kind of just felt like I guess anticlimactic, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I'd, I'd say that it, it just it started to unravel. I guess in a way that I didn't, I didn't anticipate, or I didn't see where it was going. It was. I mean, there, I mean, there, was, there was there was certainly a feeling that it was a great idea that they didn't know quite how to to wrap it up. Right. Yes. No. I definitely. I, I agree with you there. I, I I definitely. When I got to the last page, I was. I I was looking for more. Yes, correct. I, I thought I thought maybe you know the rest of the book fell under my bed, or it was just I didn't know where. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for the sixth issue. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, this is okay. All right, so I guess this was it. But it it was um, it. I don't know. I mean, and, and yeah, and in, in, in the fifth issue, it was it was a lot more born identity than the rest of the series was. Um, and, I, and I like the born identity. Oh, the born trilogies are awesome. Um. I, was, I, I just found out that what, what they're planning on doing with the fourth movie, and I'm really not sure how I feel about that because I'm not a big um, Jeremy Renner fan. But um, Oh, Renner's going to be in that too? He's he, going to be in the fourth one because... How about they Renner being positioned as like all these guys like uh, like um, next in line, right? I mean, he's supposed to be the Mission Impossible. He, they're going to talk about doing the next Mission Impossible with him. As yeah, the, yeah oh, everything he's is the like... He's he, yeah, he's, he's, he's the next. Yeah, and it's it's like, dude, you were in SWAT. I don't know. I, I, I get oh, the Hurt Locker, snap. but it's like, dude, you were in SWAT. He was in the Hurt so Locker, though, yeah. Come on. I know, I know. But that, he was, was also in, uh, uh, the, what was it, the, the Town? Is that what I'm called? Um, he's he's no Netflix. Jason Statham. Well, no, he was no, Netflix's no, brother in... Uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. See, and I, and I didn't. I wasn't really thrilled with that. I, we didn't finish that movie. But really, uh, yeah, no, you baffle me. I know. Uh, <laughs> say that, say, such say, directness. Say, you baffle me, dude. You liked Paul Blart Mall Cop. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't finish the town. I don't understand that. I know. It's, uh, uh, wow. It's not good. Wow. It's, <laughs> Zookeeper is not as good as Mall Cop, yeah, though. I wouldn't doubt that, but it, I didn't. I, I, uh, it took me forever to finally finish to the party. I just, they're just so. Wow. I just, I know. I, <laughs> I, I know. I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't tend to go with the flow on some things, but um, really, <laughs> really. <laughs> but I, I mean, really, I, tell me about that. No, I mean, I know if, there, I, I know no there, <clears throat> there are, uh, there are. <laughs> I know that apparently, I guess a couple people on the forum picked up the trade. Um, they're, they're. I, I am glad. I am glad you enjoyed it, Chris. I, I mean, like I said, if it's, if it's. Oh, on, I mean, I mean, it's, it's. I'm not going to be buried with it or anything. But I mean, I mean, <laughs> you were, will. I was. <laughs> it's like cremate me with it. But I mean, I was. I. I, I had really high hopes when I read the first issue, and 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 again. That that's on me then, you know. So it's it's like we've but we do that with a lot of things. Like 
Yeah, you're right. So it's and, and and this was you know this was an image book. It was it's it's creator owned and and if this was if this was his um, idea from the beginning, you know, and whether this was the five issues, this was always going to be this story. Fine if if he decided to change things up because whether it was the numbers or or they were thinking there were going to be a sequel, I I don't know anything about that. I just got to go by by what's on the page, and where it ended was not as exciting to me as as it began hmm. fair yeah i can't I, can, I can't really say anymore i agree it just left me left me cold at the end all right you want to talk about something that didn't leave me Wasn't cold and I, and I hope y'all have read it by now tell me you read batman number five. Oh yeah absolutely david yep chris uh no I yeah I'm 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 behind on shit I've not read it yet oh my what a fantastic okay. issue oh my god I I I finished it and reread it immediately again right after me too no, it how was, about it you was... Jason well I didn't read it twice but it was very very good I have to say and it's interesting because this book is getting like I mean I I haven't seen singular praise for an issue particularly a uh a, a, like a superhero issue like this in a long time. I mean, I ever like everybody's calling it like one of their favorite issues of all time. Really? It's it's really mm-hmm. now I, w- yeah. I I will I will say that I, I don't know that I would put it up into that stratosphere because that's a lofty place to be. But but uh, I almost feel though that the I guess I'm less um, I'm sort of nonplussed by it in the sense that you know I kind of feel like we're already onto the Scott Snyder Poppy Capullo train. Yeah, so this is just more more of the same excellence, right? Whereas it feels like some people, it sounds to me like they're shocked as the, yeah. like, the first four issues weren't great, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, I mean, this, uh, it definitely had a different feel. It was a lot spookier than the first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, and 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 you know, take my own ass because I was I had to go back to the fourth issue and see when because it was slick. The, the 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 album was was real slick when 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 he uh old ganked uh, the utility belt off of Batman because I'm right. like why the hell and I'm like looking through the maze and I'm like when the hell did he lose it I'm like oh wait let me go back because that's when he was thrown down into the maze and I'm like oh shit there it is right behind him but yeah. um you know you so know, it, it's the little things that amazed me uh, the the uh, attention to very very small detail like. Batman's cowl has the uh, the the left eye shield cracked. Yes, and because you can see his eye, it right. opens up huge avenues of uh, emotion that that uh, Papi Capullo is 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 able to impart upon the reader. Whereas if it was just you know the cowl, he'd have to do funky well, things with the with the brows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. but uh, not only that, but Bruce Wayne's lips are cracked. Yes, because he's Batman, Me- meaning, right? meaning he's dehydrated, yeah, and, and 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 that leads to the part where he drinks from the owl fountain. He says, "You know yeah, what? This is dr- probably drugged, but yep. I really have no recourse." And Chris, voice, yeah. Chris, the entire yeah. issue takes place within the maze, yeah. and uh, Bruce is obviously it's, addled. It's, there's it's, there's something it's, working it's, on his mind. Big mind okay, fight. and you have to the the there's there's a a, a Part, a point in the issue where you have to turn it, uh, and the the uh, pages are landscaped. But at a certain point towards the end, you have to actually flip the book upside down. Yeah. 
and read in the opposite Which, direction. Which, by the way, makes it it's very hard to do on an iPad. Well, that's like, why that, 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 <laughs> that's why Papi Chulo was talking about how he 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 was he was on Twitter and he was telling people how to lock their their iPad yeah, screen, yeah, how, yeah. To, how to do it on if you're reading it on the computer, how to rotate the display. Um, and apparently, I don't know if it was somebody at DC or in production, but they he, he had to emphasize that you have to print this this way. This is not an oh, error. Oh, sure, sure. So you know, just like the, the the Star Trek Green Chick episode. So it was it was one of those things where you know he knew. I mean, this was we were we're loving Snyder because of what he's writing, but I think this issue, out of all of them so far, this has great stamp on it more so than anybody else. Yeah, but the, the the one thing that freaked my shit out was the the uh, do they call it the prow of the boat? The, the, bow, the part the the, the the front of the boat. And at the bow. The bow. The okay. The uh, the uh, traditional it's a female figure, but oh, Bruce cr- climbs up onto the the boat and he's inching his way towards the 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 pole and the damn thing turns and looks at him and it's an owl. That panel yeah. is super freaky. It's just nasty, yeah, Na- disturbing, and and the Bruce undergoes and transformation in the frames. Oh that, yeah, that, that was freaking me out. I thought, what are we in Hogwarts with these pictures? <laughs> the freaking things are moving. Uh, just Chris, you're gonna love it. It's a fantastic issue. I and, look forward to it. Yeah, Bruce yeah, undergoes. I'm, I'm I'm real. I've caught myself double dipping a little bit more than I would like to here recently. I'm really trying to. Um, if I want to read something, I want to have it in trade. So yeah. I may be I, a little behind on that stuff. I ordered the hardcover for this mm-hmm. just because the issues are so good. Me too. A- Me and too. when it when it comes, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give my uh, singles to someone on the forum. Okay, here, here. Yeah, but um, the co- I saw uh, preview images for the cover of number six. Uh, uh, this is a while ago, and I'm thinking, how the hell does this factor into the story? Oh, is that the one with uh, Bruce on the cover? Yeah, with the, the uh huh. The claw hand, and I was like, "This is just odd," <laughs> but it's a great cover. And now I realize how that's going to play into it. Very cool, very cool. They're doing fantastic work on this. Yeah, oh. seriously. Do, do, should we take a break from Papi Capullo and Mister Snyder for a little while? I mean, we, I think we've we've at least till next people know that we really <laughs> like them. Yeah, uh, but man, whew, what a fantastic issue! I'll say. What else we got, my bro? Wait, let's see. Let's check the old clock on the wall here. The old clocks is... Uh, we got plenty of time. Good 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, we go off on a tangent. I did buy Tara Witch of the Black Rose, number 72, today. Please. I want to talk about that. <laughs> no? You baffle me. <laughs> you baffle me. What the hell's that about? <sighs> I, think Jason. Jason, I think what it is is it was, it was, it was a Sunday. We weren't... Renee really wasn't in the mood. Everybody was mumbling. She wasn't thrilled. Oh, was filmed, and it was just like I was like, "All right, so we'll send it back to Netflix." This is when we were still taking discs out, and now we don't. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so when it's when it's in um, when it gets to to streaming, I'll put it back in the queue, and I'll admit, I, I'd like to finish it because I hate leaving shit undone. But I just it, it was yeah. No, I yeah. It's I won't get into it. I just wasn't wasn't really feeling it. And I was like, I'm, I'm watching. And I'm like. The fuck did my brother see in this? But uh, pig mouth. Um, it's just funny you say that because I loved it. I've, I've seen it three or four times. Wow! All right, all right. So, yeah. the, the, all right, so I will. I I will do my best to 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 do my it. duty to God, my country. That's oh, right. Boy. But now for the sh- for the show notes, what the hell are you talking about? What, what the town, the town again. The, the, the town. 
yeah, that okay. he directed. But I don't no, like Ben Affleck. I'll, I'll, um, you know, I mean, it, it was Daredevil. How could you not love it? But no, he. he uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that what is that what that character was, Daredevil? Okay. <laughs> no. uh, I I I, I want to lay. I'll because of you. I'll give it another shot. Hey, All let's right. tread some dangerous waters here. We, we normally don't broach. Uh, you know topics which are found to be controversial oh but i gotta say i would love to talk about the recent uh kirkman um infinite <laughs> story with with liefeld that's that's going around Ooh. wait it's wasn't it canceled or not canceled but it, it was abandoned. canceled yes it, it was canceled because yeah. um well, yes, okay. I guess I guess Kirkman <laughs> was not happy with the finished inks on the book because they took on a decidedly unlifefeldy appearance. Okay, and, and I did see the inked pages, and they are really fantastic. I got to give that that inker credit. And if, if 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 Rob maybe was going in and redoing the faces, I mean, I I just looked at them the one time when I clicked to that link when when I linked to to, to the bleeding cool page and. They didn't look unlifefeldy to me. I mean, it wasn't little differences, but it's not like I mean. But I look at the faces and and I look at at, at some of the things, and I'm like, no, that's that's the lifefeld. But then you look at as he's handing in the the roughs or the layouts, then then yeah, I can I can see where where Kirkman may have been like, you know, right. I I wanted lifefeld to draw this. Yeah, and and you know, we Jason and I, and to a lesser extent, um, David have. Oh, I have uh, issues. Pounded our fists on the 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 Liefeld pulpit many times. We mm-hmm. we really enjoy his work, but I got to say those penciled pages are super rough. What is super I mean, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're really rough. They're, 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 uh, if you, they're breakdowns. They're like breakdowns. Yeah, exactly. Breakdowns. Exactly. If you sent those pages to an inker who did not have the command of anatomy and the ability to draw, like what was this inker's name anyway? His, his nickname was Mac. It's Anthony Castillo, I believe. Castillo. Okay, it didn't have the com- uh, the drawing <laughs> ability that this inker had. You would get back absolute shit. I mean, horrible, horrible pages because he didn't really give them all that much to work with. Maybe. A rough outline of a yeah. human form, nothing in the backgrounds, and then you look at the ink pages and like the the one panel that really got me, the the characters are, are in the foreground, but in the background there's this machinery and this wall and it's all super deep. And the bedroom, how about the the sky view, looking down into the it looks like a bedroom and you see the whole room and there's stuff behind it and Rob's it's just a square, you know. So I mean, I I love Rob, but I think I have to see where Kirkman's coming from on this one, like. Dude, that's this is not a Liefeld book. Maybe, I mean, the starting um, point may have been a Liefeld book, but the finished product does not look like Rob's stuff. Well, it's interesting because, um, I mean, certainly the old adage, there are two sides to every story, mm-hmm. I think definitely applies here. Um, I, I definitely think that in this case, we've heard Rob's side of the story. Yes. You know? Um I mean, he's been very public about it. That I mean, his 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 view of it is that, um, you know, it was a partnership between he and Kirkman in this book, and in his entire career, he's never been told um, how his art should look, and that he picked an inker who he was pleased with, and Kirkman, and and or other people at Shadowbound. Although I don't, I mean, at Skybound. Although I don't know who else is at Skybound other than Kirkman, um, felt that. 
the pa- the pages need to be redone. And uh, to hear Rob tell it, you know, that's unacceptable. And certainly on the surface of it, if if that's all that if that's the way it went down purely, then yeah, it seems kind of a like a shitty thing. I mean, because I think the pages look fine, and and if ultimately Rob was happy with the pages, and he's the guy responsible for the visuals, then you would think like Kirkman should just not really have an issue. That said, though, and Vince, I think you and I have the same in mind. Um, I mean, I've heard Rob's side of the story, but looking at those breakdowns, what one has to wonder is, from the Kirkman side, was he upset in that he's presumably paying Rob a fairly nice page rate yeah. to get Rob's finished pencils? And, and they're not finished. They're yeah. not finished. No, they're, and they're, had, they're basically had, big thumbnails. Right, had the pencils been more than rough breakdowns, would the inker then have resembled a lot more like a finished Rob work? And was that what Kirkman's point was? If We may never know that because – at least today, Kirkman's, you know, not said a word. I, I right. doubt he'll feel much compulsion to speak on this. But, um, but yeah. So you know, I mean, my sense is it was probably, you know, how these things are. I mean, they probably both have big egos. Um, and and let's you know, let's be frank. Um, the first issue sold well because there was a lot of hype between those two guys. And there were some variants. Yeah, but by the by the I think the fourth issue sales numbers were out, and I think it, it fell down to just below six thousand issues. Right. From Which is low. I mean, that, that's that's yeah. not put it this way. Six thousand copies. It's it's both Rob and and Robert have a lot better things to do with that. Yeah, it's not it's not worth yeah. their time. So, Whenever you're yeah. making TV shows and right, you've got yeah. Robert doing the TV show and his, his other comics. You've got Rob obviously getting more run at DC as a writer. So this was probably one of those things like you yeah. know if this if this was um, doing Walking Dead numbers, you know. They they probably would have found a way to work 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 this out a little right, bit more. But, right, but right. this was and an easy, this, this was like a bad relationship where where people each had two two you know each had one foot out the door. So like when they get in an argument, it's real easy to walk away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that Rob's recent fortune at DC is playing into this too, because if if you are penciling um, one book a month and writing two others, right? He he is he's writing. Is, yeah. he's he's plotting Hawkman, but he's writing and and drawing he's, Deathstroke. He's, he's writing and drawing Deathstroke. He's plotting Hawkman and plotting Grifter, and probably doing covers for those. Right. So that's a lot of work. So he probably said to himself, "Actually, I'm I think I think you know on what? Twitter he said he went from that at the Infinite's done. He's going from eleven books to ten books a month." <laughs> but uh, you, oh man, from zero back in the day. But no, I, and he probably said to him, he lo- he looked at the benefits of of putting in a ton of time on this infinite. Looked at the the, the numbers and said, you know what, I'm going to give it uh, a lick and a promise because I think that's what the book deserves. That's it's sad, but maybe that's what he. I mean, I can only imagine what he was thinking. But I bet you this this uh, um, DC's embrace of him and his. Uh, Talents probably played a lot. He's of, doing a lot of work at DC. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, so where, where, where are all the where, where are all the, uh, the, the 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 proponents of of the creator owned comics? I mean, why is anybody complaining that that Liefeld's doing all this work for DC and, and letting his creator work slide? Well, he has his living... creator. His creator owned work hasn't blown anyone away in a while. Well, no, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Well, see, I, I don't think, know. I mean, profits seem to get some pretty good praise with the 21st. Yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah, I can't wait that, to yeah. get that friggin' thing. But you know what I said? I said, 
this is me talking to myself. Um, I knew it was going to be hot you because they they have been pimping this book for a long time, and I knew it was going to sell out because the, what what are the print run on this first profit going to be or twenty issue number twenty one? I'm going to wait for the trade, but damn it, I wish I didn't because uh, it's going for the first issue is going for like decent money on eBay because they didn't print a whole hell of a lot of them. But from what I've seen, Brandon Graham, come yeah. on. But he wrote he, it though; he didn't draw it. Yeah, right. But he's the right. shit. I mean, King City's it's, awesome. It's, it's yeah, I'm looking very for visually. It's 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 very European. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little sad the Infinite's going away because I do like the book. It's fun, and and I hate to see two uh, creators uh, I respect and admire, you know, kind of have it out a little bit. That's not always fun. So it's just not a great situation, but I thought we needed to talk about it because, you know, we should rock, ah, a, that's cool. a, rock a few boats out there, right? Sure. Why not? I mean, we always do anything. Get crazy. <laughs> so what else we got? Oh, look at that. What? <laughs> the Dropbox just was very nice to me. Oh. <laughs> very What's nice. Dropbox? What? <laughs> Oh, I get it. Say no more. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Okay. Now, let's stretch this out. We'll do an extra long in your travels because we seem, we see, yeah, we seem to have a couple of, right? Mm-hmm. In your, no, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics, <laughs> yeah, yeah, has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, you know what I'm going to say. Can get your books way below retail. Wumba discounts on your favorite books, collections, collected editions, <laughs> and uh, everything in the previews catalog is available from them. If you are a first-time DCBS customer, guess what? You get an extra 8% off your already huge discounts by entering the following code into the deliciously manicured slot. What's that um, code, David? EOC and the number 8. EOC8. Oh, my God. So it'll bring your discount probably close to 58%, maybe more. Check them out, Mm dcbservice.com. In your travels, I have two books, one for me, one for Chris. (sighs) The one one for me. You're cheating, but you're using me as a way to to not cheat you're cheating and that's, Aren't I sneaky? that's not fair i'm super sneaky I'm, that's this book was published by image it is a let's call it a prestige format book because dc coined that term i think right uh square bound glossy covers very thick stock 7.99 cover price it is a reprint of a book originally published by disney italy the writer is named Tito Faracci, and it's illustrated by Dan Brereton. Oh, oh it's called I like Dan It's called you the know, Last was, Battle. I'm gonna I'm going to um, break my own rule and digress okay. during a uh, and in your travels. What yeah, that's a rule you heard have. of. What was what was the project that he and or didn't he and Rick Remender work on like a monster book a few years ago, like Monsters in Space? No, wasn't Giant it? Killer, I think it was. Wasn't it Giant Killer? Didn't Remender uh, do that with him? It may, it may not have even been Brereton, but it was someone, if it wasn't, it was someone that looked like Brereton and stuff. So, no, I all think right, so he, go ahead. I'm being all, being all Vince here. Some, somebody do a, a search. I think Giant Killer is all 
Brereton. David, would you search that while, while I'm doing this? Yes. But anyway, this book is uh, takes place in 52 B.C. Uh, Julius Caesar is in ascension, so he's not the the leader of the free world yet. He's getting there. He's 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 a rising star, and uh, Caesar sends um, his buddy Rhodius out to track down this rebel leader. And there is a question of loyalty and uh, the uh, beginnings of empire in this book, but that's not what did it for me. Uh, of course, the artwork by Dan Brereton is just simply astounding. He's good. Uh, he is a friggin' master. Uh, this book will knock your socks off. There's a... a voluminous amount of back matter in here but the real meat of the story it's probably i think it's an 80 page book the story is at least 70 maybe 72 pages it's astounding it it, it it's like ben-hur come to life only much better <laughs> the colors are just gorgeous and the the, the costumery and the, just the the attention to the armor and and uh f well it's not really fashion but the the clothing of the time and he gets a, an opportunity to to tread into those um familiar Brereton territory there's a couple of fantastic scenes with uh monster type creatures and oh good god it's all painted it's gorgeous lush vibrant colors you need to read this if you want to see a, a modern master at work get the last battle by uh, Faraci and Brereton by Image. It is so good. Uh, I'm not a huge history buff, so so I, I mean I have to be honest. The thing that propelled me through this book was just marveling at Brereton's ability to uh, make uh, sequential art. It's just gorgeous. Every panel is is a fully painted uh, masterpiece. Hmm. And when you see them in sequence, it's just those socks that you have on. Look at them; they're across the room because it knocks the, them off. The um. Well, speaking of image, Vince, yes, you are right. Uh, Giant Killer is a six-issue limited series published by DC Comics, which has since been collected in a trade and published by Image. Six issues written and drawn by Dan Brereton. Yeah, and I think one of those issues is like a monster manual. Full page. Yeah, said that the last issue there, it's there was a sequel, the Giant Killer A to Z Field Guide to Big Monsters. Yes, I have the singles of that. I I love that series. Kaiju done by Dan Brereton. Good That's God. Not yeah, and and you didn't find the remainder thing that uh, does it exist? No, I was looking. No, you weren't. You're were just making it up. But the thing for Chris, well, I wasn't like go Google. I'm listening to you, dude. The thing that will set Chris uh, all a flutter. I, I just got this from Amazon. It's published by Shonen Jump. It's a deluxe, a deluxe format, square bound, oversized art book. It's called okay. One Piece Color Walk Two by Ichiro Oda. Oh my God! Oda Sam. It so, is so weren't you weren't only <laughs> you weren't only cheating. You yes, were I was lying. Subterfuge. Wow, I love it. I'm good at it. I'm so, really good so at subterfuge. You're, you're a double douche. Okay, <laughs> wow. I'm a two-headed. Yes, I love that. Double douching at the end of the episode. It's not, not good. Not good, there man. Is, 
It's not double down. It's double well, I, I am devious. You got to give <laughs> me that. I, I think Chris is thinking of Frankencastle because that's the last time Remender and Brereton teamed up. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, this this one piece color uh, walk two has French end flaps. It has a fold out map of the islands of the Grand Line, illustrated by Odasan. Uh, just huge color drawings of uh, Luffy and the gang. And the thing about them is you really have to pull back. They are so friggin' detailed. If you hold it like a, a regular book, you don't get the full impact. You gotta pull it back, look at the overall composition, and it, it, this book really exemplifies the, f exemplifies the fact that Oda-san is not only a fantastic character designer, that's a given, right? He's also a builder of some of the most believable environments in comics. Bar none. I mean, this, I'm not going to say he's the, the modern-day Kirby, but he is damn <laughs> close. Um, there, there's a scene where the Straw Hat Pirates are uh, in a, in a jungle-type environment, and Luffy and Sanji are on this huge telescope. A gigantic telescope, and they're, they're perched atop the, uh, next to the lens. And the, just the way he drew it, it, the mechanism that, that drives this telescope, it's a huge rotating platform with gears and stuff. It looks like it really would work in, in, in real life. And then in the foreground, even even the food they eat someone's eating um a hot dog and the hot dog is cut into a to represent an octopus but it's a hot nice. dog no it's nuts and and just the foliage and and just the the environments are perfectly believable chris you got to yeah. read one piece you got to no i don't i don't got to you got to <laughs> i don't got to I might at some point whenever I have an abundant amount of of time and <laughs> yeah, feel like I want to placate my friends that Aww. that you have decided talk. that I need to read eighty five fucking chapters of a book that I'll probably <laughs> so, say it's probably pretty good. Dude, um, dude, actually, no, it's I, a lot um, more than um, eighty five. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm gonna read Twentieth Century Boys way before I read. Um, yeah, one that's piece. pretty. That's a pretty level-headed decision because that's yeah. way more, way more in your wheelhouse. Well, one, one piece seems fun, and that's 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 cool, and I'm all for fun comics. But it's <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I am. I read I fun comics the all the time, but eh, it kind of seems fun for more. I don't know. It's I'm I'm gonna sound like it. It's not my kind of fun. It's, it's not. It's not Queen of Country. Exactly. No, it's not. Exactly. You're right. It's not. It it, it's, it, it's, seems, it's, it's, it seems like a little more like the. Not saying that I don't watch Saturday morning cartoons, but it feels a little bit more like the Saturday morning cartoon. I'm whenever I go to conventions and I see the One Piece fans, I don't feel real fucking connected to them. I'll just <laughs> oh, I'll say it right that's now. Sad. That, you, you've that, lost. That a, I kind of want. I kind of want to hit them in the face. <laughs> Dude. I, I where, want to take, where's I want to that? Take where's the, that little little Neesman child? Off their head and shove it up their ass. Where's it's, that little that little Neesman child that's just yearning for grand adventure? He's the he's the one that's in the back of my head saying, "Dude, you should totally pop that dude in the nose. Kill them, kill them." <laughs> <laughs> no. Remember, what leads you, me to my in your travels? 
Um, speaking he's, of, he's desperately of, trying to keep it underneath two hours, but of we're not kill done. them, kill them, kill them. Uh, I finally um, have listened to Vince, um, and oh. I'll listen to Vince whenever it comes to uh, Alan Moore comics, not whenever it comes to oh. the Bunka. Um, I picked up uh, I picked up Neonomicon, the the first yes. collection of it. And uh, reread Courtyard. I, I I read Courtyard whenever it first, well, whenever it was re-released or or whatever it was a couple years ago. Um, and I am into the second issue of Neonomicon, and it is some twisted, awesome, debaucherous horror. And I'm loving every second of it. I can't. I will finish it this week, and I look forward to talking to uh, to the rest of you all about Neonomicon a little bit more yeah. next week. I need to read the, it. The, the last issue was profoundly disturbing. Is is everything collected in this one trade? Is that the? Yeah. Which one do you have? Uh, Neonomicon. Yeah. Okay, it's, so I have the hardcover. Of what you have. Thank you, okay. Chris. Yeah, the, yes, so it is and, the and Courtyard. It, and this has Courtyard and the Neonomicon miniseries. Yeah, but remember, uh, Moore didn't write Courtyard. Well, he... Did, Anthony it, Johnson did. Um, Anthony Johnson scripted it, or what? Let's see. Um, I, I forget exactly how the Alan, Alan Moore was definitely a part of it, but Anthony oh Johnson, yeah, sure, yeah. But Anthony, uh, you know, you're, in my opinion, you're not stepping down. You know, well, anyone steps down from Alan Moore, but you're not stepping down that far with Anthony Johnson because he does some amazing stuff. David just he's, he's credited he's, as he's the potential adaptation. Yeah. He did the act. He is the only person that Greg Rucka has trusted enough to write. A Queen and Country story. Yes, classified. He's the only the only person besides Rucka that's ever read or the, ever written a Queen and Country story, and it uh, Wasteland is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is if yeah, you haven't it read it. So, so Neonomicon. Hopefully, we can talk about it a little bit more next week. I would okay. love okay. to um, uh, Tom Cioli if you are listening. I know that you're a huge fan of it. Um, uh, I want to I want to hear some some of your thoughts on it before we record next week. Why don't you come on the show, on the show, Tom? That would be cool. That would be, would be cool. cool. Right. Speaking of waste, waste, are all fuzzy dudes. So I would get too. It's because we started talking about Neonomicon. It's it's Cthulhu speak. See, I would I would go ahead and just click order now on this Neonomicon, but Renee's going to kill you. <laughs> exactly. So I got to find it uh, somewhere else. Uh, so um, I would say. Everything else that I just shot down that was on my notes. Um, Brew Baker has a new Captain America title that he started with uh, pencils by Steve McNiven that I kind of bailed on probably after the second issue. But with issue six and seven, we now have pencils by Jason Woods. You know it, Davis. and it is. It feels like it's just. Even though Rue Baker's writing it and it's present day and and for some uh, and this fucking movie every the Hawkeye is front and center and like, everything now, but wasn't he just dead? Yeah, but there's a movie coming, dude. 
He doesn't uh, wear a mask. He's got oh, you, mean that, you, mean, you mean there's a there's a marketing reason that this is happening? Oh, God, it, it's like it's so, and it just it's not even like it's subtle. You just it's like really why we have never had this much talk when he was when he was a West Coast Avenger. We never had this much talk. <laughs> yeah, but, but am I, am I crackly? No, not now. You're not. It's nothing new. They did it with the first X Men movie. No, I know, I know, I, I know that there's a reason for it, but it's just it 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 just it feels forced in this story. It's it's a pretty cool Captain America story with with the whole with 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 you know him having these dreams and and becoming the ninety eight pound weakling again, and and then it's like oh he, he and Hawkeye are gonna go and 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 um patrol the streets to to let off some steam. It's like you know it's like Falcon gets pushed back, and it's just I mean aside from that. I'm still, I'm still, I mean, it, how can you not just be happy to, to be reading a comic book that's, that's penciled by Alan Davis and by Mark Farmer? It's just, it, it's glory. And it's, 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 um, colored by Jason's Logan O'Klasker nominee for, for 2011. And it's just, it's, it's a pretty fun. Now I'm enjoying this Captain America title written by Brubaker. I, I, I wish. That's the name of it, Captain America? It's Captain America, yeah. Okay. It's it's not Captain America and Buck, it's it's the new Captain America ongoing act that started a few months ago. But it's um if if um if you're looking for, for some fun art, then then really you you look no further than this. And it, and it's it's a pretty funky story. I'm I'm not gonna spoil it or, you know, tell you other than, than the Serpent Society, but it's it it reminds me of those old um Damoteus and and Paul Neary drawing Captain America issues a little bit. It's just it, it it takes me back to that time. It's it's pretty fun. Cool. Awesome. So uh, Vince, this will David just made me happy by talking about one of my favorite uh, art teams. I'm gonna make you happy. So I uh, I'm sit, I'm, no no no. <laughs> this is much more. Uh, this, is, this is much more on the uh, the uh, sweet and innocent side of life. I um. I'm sitting there um, this morning, and uh, my oldest son, Colin, walks in, and we're catching up because I didn't really see him last night. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, oh, Dad, I read an awesome comic yesterday. I'm like, huh? Oh, awesome. He's like, yeah, you gave it to me a while ago, and and I found it, and I read it, and it was awesome. And I was like, oh, what would you read? It was uh, one of the Sonic... Feeling Country. Oh. Sonic the Hedgehog Adventures. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Which oh, one? Little, you know those little trades. Oh, the the compilations. Nice. Yeah, the little digest. So I was like, whoa. That's and he's like, awesome. it was so much fun. And he has. Meanwhile, he's never played a Sonic video game, so it's just like. So I was you like, all right, buddy. Well, it's music to daddy's ears. I'm like, there's plenty more where that came from. So, uh, in in everyone else's travels, um, head on over to Archie Comics, and uh, pick something else up from them. Because they make some good comics. They um, certainly do. You got Mega Man. You got the Archie family. You got Sonic. You got. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna order for him um, uh, Knuckles the Echidna collection, which just came out. Oh yeah, um, yep. which is coming out. So yeah, by all means, uh, it's all good stuff. Every bit of it. I I am constantly stunned with the magnitude of the 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 power of Archie comics to attract. Children. Now, I have my books that aren't bagged stacked in the room here uh, on top of boxes, naturally. And Vinny will come in and he noticed the cover of Mega Man number eight. And he's like, Dad, I hate those little guys with the hats. I, I hate them. And, and he'll, he'll go on and on and on. And he's like, Can I read this? 
<laughs> I said, yeah, read it. Go ahead. Go nuts, you know? Uh, and, and because, and he loves Sonic the Hedgehog, and he has asked me many times to read Sonic with him. And we do, and we enjoy it. Archie, they got some crazy mojo going on. I, yeah, for it, sure. It's hard to, really hard to pin down, but they they have staying power, just like Freddie Mercury and Queen on the Hot Space album. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't know why. Random. I yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. You and me, we got. Ow. That's the one album when I said, you know what? I think Freddie's gay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's what sealed the deal. It didn't hit me before then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. God love him. All right. So we still have more comics to talk about, don't we? No. Uh, <laughs> good. Good, dude. Two hours. I don't know. I feel like I I'm selling. Goes I'm, by so fast. It feels like I'm selling the audience short by the now. I think, they'll, I think they'll welcome the change for once. Okay, you guys are the bosses. We are not. All right, everybody. Thank you for being here. Man, I had a good time. Flew by. Yeah, Wish we could wonderful. do it again, and we will next week. Talk about lots of stuff. Neonomicon among them. Uh, hope you join us. Do yourself a favor. Follow those links that uh, we gave you this episode. I'm going to put them in the show notes if you weren't paying attention, although you could rewind and, and hear them. But that's okay. I'll put them in the show notes. Go to them and download these books and stuff, and you will be amazed. Learn something. Damn it. Mm-hmm. All right. It. We'll see you next week because we love you so much. Bye-bye. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, we love them. We love them. Audio. It's an audio. We won't, we won't be seeing them, dude. Not audio format, man. Love is you, it's true. Oh, yes, he does, he does. See I'll be there. Trace. I think it's Quattro, isn't it? No, dude. Third, dude. It's Trace, it's Quattro. It's the third one? It's the third one. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I saying? Don't know. This doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Make fun of David on the forum. Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. Yeah. Yeah. www.11o'clock.com. Yeah, as we look for the fourth co-host. Hey. Hey. It's going to be hard. I'm thinking I'm thinking Gordo to replace Chris. Why, why do I have to be replaced? I didn't call him Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.